All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben of A Light to the Children's Ministry. Brothers and sisters, in this podcast episode, we're going to be looking at the lawgiver that is able to save and destroy. And the reason why I call this podcast episode the lawgiver who is able to save and destroy is it's because, you know, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to be real with you. The bojangling that is going on in church right now, the singing, the clapping of the hands, the emotion of the preacher, the emotion of the people that listen to the preacher, I should say, preach out of its own mind, as it says in um, Philippians 2.21, it says, for all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. And I'm going to show you what that means. I want to get the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 23, and I went over this before, but I want to give it a little bit more, um, I'm going to digress, I should say, a little bit more into it. I'm going to go to Jeremiah 23, verse 30. I want you to listen up, brothers and sisters, to see if these things that I tell you are wrong, or you can actually see them, or have seen them from the Sunday ministers. It says in Jeremiah 23, verse 30, Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words every one from his neighbor. And brothers and sisters, God is not playing about that. The ministers, when he says steal, the ministers do not teach the chapters and the verses of this Bible. And by the time, brothers, I mean, you, you, we, we're talking about 52 so-called first day of the week Sundays, at least 50, you know, it, it, you know, in case he takes one or two off or services canceled, however it goes. 52 Sundays if the year is perfect. And chapter and verse in detail from Old Testament to New Testament is not read. Let's read verse 31 of Jeremiah 23. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say he saith. Why? Because many ministers will say God says something or God spoke to them. And the Bible remains shut and the people have their hands up. Everybody is getting ready for the church song. They're dusting off the Thai collection plate. And meanwhile, brothers and sisters, why this is happening, you have prophets like the prophets of um, Jeremiah 28. Let me let me take you, because I, I don't want to just put, I'm not going to digress with my words, because as we know in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9, 
God wanted us to do this. He did this with Jeremiah, and this is the same thing with us. Jeremiah 1 9 says, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. And that's what I try to use is God's word. I do not want to use my own words. I want to use God's words. But a lot of ministers do not use God's words. So when it comes down to the prophets of the world, if you're not seeing Jeremiah 28 and 8, these prophets belong to this nation, the beast and the false prophet, because these false prophet belongs to the beast. Now, when we say beast, brothers and sisters, I'm going to show you what the beast represents. In the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 23, it says, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and tread it down, and break it in pieces. Now, when it says beast, it, it, it's referring to a kingdom. I just wanted to show you, because when we go into Revelation, I'm going to come back to this chapter and verse, because as I get ready to teach more Revelation, the Revelation of John through Jesus Christ, you'll see the importance of when you see the beast and the false prophet and why they were cast into the lake of fire, brothers and sisters. You want to understand that this beast this kingdom has their own prophets and they will not do what we are about to read. The book of Jeremiah chapter 28, verse eight. Now we're talking about these preachers that see sodomizing going on, men and men, women and women. We're talking about these preachers that see the murders, the deaths, of many of um, the blacks, natives, and Hispanic Americans in the street. We see the injustices in the court systems. We see the COVID-19 shot, which no, I mean, and, and I say this, brothers, no pastor, no Sunday pastor, Is going to step up against it. You've not seen it. Your T.D. Jakes, your Creflo Dollar, your Tony Evans, your Juanita Bynum. I guarantee you, your your uh, John Hagees and Joel Austins. They're kind of quiet about this vaccine. But I want to read Jeremiah twenty-eight and eight. Jeremiah twenty-eight verse eight says, "The prophet that have been before me." And before thee of old prophesied both against many countries and against great kingdoms of war and evil and pestilence. The war, evil, and pestilence are things that God brings upon us. Why? Because we don't we don't keep the law according to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. Let's go visit a scripture of that. Deuteronomy 28. And these preachers know 
if there's a God in heaven, so-called, as they would say, no one is teaching these things that I'm about to teach you now. Deuteronomy 28, verse 58 says, Deuteronomy 28, verse 58 says, if thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that is written in this book, that thou mayest fear the glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God, then the Lord will make the, thy plagues wonderful and thy plagues of thy seed, even great plagues of long continuance and sore sickness and long continuance. Verse 60, moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases, all the diseases of Egypt, which thou was afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Also every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of the law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. Now this is a prophecy written by Moses to the children of Israel, not to every nation. But what if nations found out by reading this book, and we're talking about the upper echelon, and that if the true true children of Israel didn't keep these laws, this, this would happen to them. Now, we know that the upper echelon would be the Gentiles, the true Gentiles that have figured out the plan of God and are with their prophets deceiving the world. Job 9, verse 20. Job 9, verse 24 says this. Excuse me. The earth is given unto the hand of the wicked. The earth, the planet, is given to the hand of the wicked. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? See, Job sees with the spirit of the Lord that the earth is given to wicked men. Because if unless Christ is ruling this earth, wicked men are ruling. Unlawful men are ruling. That's what wicked means according to to Psalms 59, verse 5. See, brothers and sisters, when I give you chapter and verse, I'm telling you what it means to be wicked. Psalms 119, verse 53. Proverbs 28, 4. Psalms 59, verse 5. To be wicked means. I'm just not having you look at the scripture. I'm telling you what it means to be wicked. To not keep God's law. In case you want one more, this is my favorite one. The book of Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 16 says, When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increaseth, but the righteous shall see their fall. Why all these preachers agree to lie to the people every Sunday morning? and teach them things that give them no chance whatsoever to repent brothers and sisters it can only be explained in first timothy not first timothy excuse me first peter i want to read this to you first peter chapter 2 verse 8 
and a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. Even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Brothers and sisters, many of these men are appointed by God himself to teach you the scriptures wrong in a way that you will never truly repent or understand. Be it in me, you know, they have went to school, I would say theology school, and still chapter and verse does not seem to be how they do it. The company. From Old Testament to New Testament, the, 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 the New Testament is more than Paul and Christ. The New Testament is James. They don't really read James. They don't really read Peter. They really don't read Jude. It is Paul and Christ. It's a reason for that. Let's take a look at the lawgiver that is able to save and destroy. Let's go to the book of James chapter 4. James chapter 4, and I want to start in verse 12. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgest another? Now, brothers and sisters, when you go back to the book of Isaiah 33, Isaiah 33, and you read verse 22. It says this, for the Lord is, for the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. So what you saw in the previous scripture in James chapter 4, verse 12, is also written in the law. Now, in case you don't know, I mean, you know, many people don't know this, but the law is from Genesis to Malachi. Not the five books of the Torah. The law is from Genesis to Malachi. You can have that proven to you when you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 21, where Paul writes, In the law, it is written, With men of other tongues and lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that will they not hear me, for all that will not hear me, saith the Lord. Now, I'm telling you, it says, With Men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the Lord. Now, other tongues and other lips I will speak unto this people. That's written in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11. 
where it says, for with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people. So Paul's quoting scripture. James and Paul knew scripture because scripture was not the New Testament. Scripture was the Old Testament. Every single time they used the Old Testament, they were using the actual scripture. Daniel did too. When you read the book of Daniel, watch that. Daniel used scripture too, because it's going to tell you. Daniel chapter, Daniel chapter 10, and I want to read verse 21. It says, but I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael, your prince, which is the archangel. So anytime these prophets are approached, they're approached with scripture like we approach you with scripture. Not our own opinion with scripture. Now, the Bible says there is one lawgiver that is able to save and destroy. So first of all, who is he going to save? Let's get the book of Proverbs chapter 28, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 18. Now, the reason why I'm going here first, brothers and sisters, is because it's easy to just um, tell you what I want to tell you, but to show you and you record these scriptures, write them down, is very important to shutting the mouth of the Christian that wants to come up, and I mean the Sunday Christian that wants to come up and talk to you. Now, first of all, I want to point out the upright. I want to read this to you real quick. Psalms chapter 119 verse 7 says, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. The upright are the law keepers. Also according to Psalms chapter 18 verse 23 and this is the one i usually always use psalms 18 verse 23 says and i was also upright before him and i kept myself from mine iniquity so when you don't commit the sin you are upright which means law you can't be upright without the law so when we go to Proverbs 28, verse 18, it says, Whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved. Solomon says, Who walketh according to the commandments shall be saved. But he that is perverse in his ways shall fall at once. So what is the perverse? Now, we, we got to define perverse. If we don't define it, I can just tell you anything. Perverse means not worshiping God. No, I want to tell you what it means. Psalms 119 verse 78 says, 
Let the proud be ashamed, for they deal perversely with me without a cause. But I will meditate on thy precepts. See, the evil, the perverseness is in transgression that is committed by transgressors. This is what we have to understand. Very, very, very clearly, if you look at Proverbs 11 and 3, we're looking at perverse. Proverbs 11, verse 3, says this. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of the transgressor shall destroy them. So we know very quickly that God is going to save the law keepers and destroy transgressors. Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Now, nowhere in the Bible, brothers and sisters, because I've heard people, I have shut a lot of people's mouths with this. They say, oh, the Old Testament don't teach salvation. It doesn't do it. You guys, well, let's see. Psalms 119 verse 166 says, Lord, I have hope for thy salvation and done thy commandments. Wow. Salvation is according to the commandments. Right there, Psalms 119 verse 166. Salvation is according to the commandments. David didn't just say it once. He said it twice. Jump down to verse 174. Psalms 119 verse 174 says, I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Well, I, I mean, brothers, so what's, what, what is the salvation being in the law? I didn't think it, it, it's scripture. I'm not misquoting it. It's simple enough for a child to understand it. Psalms 85, verse 9. Here's the third time. Surely his salvation is nigh them that fear him. Now we know that to fear him means to keep his commandments. Deuteronomy 13, verse 4. We know this. You read Deuteronomy 13 and 4. The fear of the Lord is to keep his commandments. Psalms 25, verse 14 Psalms 25, verse 14, if we read it, it says the secret of the Lord, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. So the fear is in keeping the commandments. Of course, you could just really knock them down with uh, Psalms 112, verse 1, when it says, blessed it says, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. That's that, that there is the hit. So the ones that fear him keep his commandments, and the salvation is nigh to them that fear him. So the Bible does teach the law saves. But it also teaches the law destroys. Let's get a couple of more scriptures. I'm, I'm going to go to a couple of scriptures of destroy, but I want to get a couple of scriptures out of the New Testament because people believe these preachers when they say, oh, the New Testament is more reliable. 
than the Old Testament. When Paul says in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for doctrine, for reproof, correction, for the instruction and righteousness. Even he says this. Let's look at First uh, Timothy 2 and 4. It says, who will have all men be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, we know the truth is in the law. Any Any of you who have been listening to my podcast know Romans 2 and 20, Psalms 119, verse 151, and Malachi 2 and 6. The truth is in the law. Who have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So the lawgiver, the law, the lawgiver that is able to save and destroy is saving the law keepers. This is what a company writes. All the I'm reading more than one or two people, reading a bunch. Living waters out of the mouth, out of the belly. Let's take a look at who's God's going to destroy. Isaiah the prophet sees a vision. Now he, he and brothers and sisters, I, I, I mean, even before I go to Isaiah, I want to go to Proverbs because, see, I want to go right back to Solomon and I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. D destroyed. Proverbs 13, verse 13 says, Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed. But he that feareth the commandment, fear it, there it is again. I just read that one. But he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. Another word for rewarded is saved. Okay. Let's look at Isaiah's prophecy about the day of the Lord. I want to look. This is kind of graphic. I read Proverbs 13, verse 13, but let's read this one. It says this. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate. Now, when it says land desolate, this is the primary land of the world. This is what he sees. There is a land that's going to be destroyed. Wouldn't just so happen to be this one we're in now with all the abominations they claim to worship God. I'm just saying. When it says desolate, it means empty, down, dirty, gone, destruction. And he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. He shall destroy the sinners, the transgressors of the law. 1 John 3 and 4. For the, star, for the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened and his going forth and the moon shall not and the moon shall not cause the light to shine. I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make more. I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. When God says, I'm going to make man more precious than fine gold, let's see how he's going to do it. 
Jeremiah chapter 32. No, excuse me. I'm gonna I'm, I'm read this one first. I'm well, I'll just read this one instead. Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 33 says, And the slain of the Lord shall be at that day, the day of the Lord, from one end of the earth even to the other end of the earth. And they shall not be lamented, neither gathered nor buried. They shall be dung upon the ground. Now, brothers and sisters, the destruction is not coming to the law keeper. There's no pastor in the world that could come against me with that. I say that with confidence. He cannot prove that the law keepers will be destroyed. He only can prove that theory of theirs about what they feel God is going to do. Christ mentioned it in John and Matthew chapter, excuse me, Matthew chapter 24, verse 29 says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall, fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Brothers and sisters, Christ mentioned the same thing that was mentioned in the book of Isaiah chapter 13, and I want to say verse 10. He didn't, he didn't say verse 11 how he was going to punish. He didn't have to do that. But he quoted the Old Testament. Sunday after Sunday, this is not read. And of course, if it's not read, the people have no idea. That's why, brothers and sisters, there are prophets to teach this word. And with that, I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. May God bless.